he's taking breaks from rehearsals for tonight's newscast to join us, or two, he's joining us to reveal his newest mock draft. I don't know which one you guys want me to use, but here is Dale Hansen himself. Hi, Dale. Hey, how's everybody doing today, boys? So very well. Hi, so Dale. So very well. Yeah, well, actually, I'm not doing either one. I've never been involved in a mock draft, and, uh, and I've got the week off, so uh, so I'm not taking a break. I'm just um, I'm just watching my usual trailer trash on TV. Oh, That's awesome, awesome. Well, we yeah, are yeah. we are honored to have you on our little show. Thank how's the uh, yeah? How's the pandemic been treating you? Well, actually, it's not too bad. It's, I figure it's, uh, unfortunately, it's probably just a preview of my uh, retirement someday. I, I, I sleep till about 1230. I get up, take a, take a, eat a quick lunch, uh, take a nap, watch Spanish language soap operas the rest of the day, and then go back to bed and sleep till 12 again. So it's, it's all good. It's all good. You're, uh, you're working your way into a groove, though, it sounds like. A, a real rhythm about your day. Well, unfortunately, uh, I really do have it down to a uh, to a pretty set uh, routine. And, yeah. Uh, the lovely Mrs. Hansen is not happy about it. I I, I think the uh, the last time I moved was six weeks ago, so I'm up to about 483 pounds, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it, it's really not good. I, I I do I go to bed every night. And I said, you know, tomorrow tomorrow's the first day of the rest of my life and I'm going to get up. I'm going to start lifting weights again. I'm going to hit the treadmill. I'm going to break a big time sweat and get in a good workout. And then I wake up and I go, nah, hell, I think I'll just have some eggs and sausage. Exactly. That's, that's awesome, dude. Uh, I, I feel, and I, sorry if I just duded you, you did. um, no, that's quite all right. Quite all right. Dale, I, I feel like we've, uh, mixed a million times. We've, uh, we've had all sorts of, uh, talks and, uh, arguments and, uh, once in a while, um, perhaps even, even, uh, words, uh, escalated at least with you and Dan, I think you and I always uh, did just fine together, but I don't think I've ever really had a strong Michael Jordan conversation with you. And I'll be honest, part of it is just flat out ignorance because when you were making friends with the most famous athlete on the planet, I was 12 and I, I guess I wasn't filled in on this. And this is amazing to me to find all of this stuff out. Let me, let me set this up. Let me set this up, Dale, because I was here. Yeah. I was here at the time and was certainly acutely aware of what was going on and my parents were very loyal uh uh, channel 8 fans back then and so I would sit there as as a kid myself and we would watch the news and then the sports cast and when you started doing the countdown to Michael Jordan it became you know news is supposed to be for old people well you suddenly became a favorite of kids and we would talk about this at school yeah yeah and and oh, suddenly absolutely. you became yeah, yeah you became a name and I was like oh my god this guy not only is uh, does he is he talking about Michael Jordan then we come to find out that that Michael Jordan sits down and talks to you and I was like who is this guy so this <laughs> this really did help elevate you from a you know you were going to be what you were no matter what obviously you're really good at this but this really helped elevate you from a from a, a different demo I think. Oh, I, I think it did. I mean, it, it absolutely did. Uh, uh, because I, I was telling the story the other day that w- when I started the countdown, uh, I mean, and, and you guys know this, I mean, I, I was into shtick long before the ticket came along. I, mean, <laughs> I, was always look- I was always looking for a gimmick. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. 
Um, but I, I'd be walking around town. I mean, I, I'd be going to a, to a high school function. I was, uh, I was at TCU, just walking around the campus going someplace, and I must have had 10, 15 kids holler at me at different times. Hey, Dale, how many days? How many days? And, and that was really the first time I realized that this thing had really, uh, for whatever strange reason, caught on. And then when I was doing my countdown the other night on Sports Special, I was looking up some old clips and everything, and I found an article from the Chicago Sun-Times, and Norm Sanju, uh, the former general manager of the Mavericks, uh, said you know, that that game became an event. And it, and it really did. Um, when, when we got there, uh, and you guys know this, I mean, Mavericks fans in particular, Dallas fans in general, they never show up for tip-off. I mean, there, there's always seats in the building, yeah. whether it's Cowboys or Mavericks. Stars. It was 7 o'clock on a Saturday night, and there wasn't a seat at Reunion Arena. 7 o'clock for a 7.35 tip-off, and the place was loud. I mean, the place was rocking. Uh, it was electric. And then the fact that when we did the countdown, uh, not only did it connect locally, as you point out, Corby, with the kids, Jordan comes to town and sends word to his people uh, that he wants to meet the guy uh, who did the countdown. And I just, as a lark, I said, well, hey, how about this? How about coming over and being on my show? And thinking there's not a day in hell he's going to do that, right? But yeah. you, know, you, you start at the top and you work your way down with your request. <laughs> and he said, yeah, yeah, they get right back to me. He said, yeah, he'd love to do that. So he came over, and we did the one-on-one during the, during the newscast, and it was incredible. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. Then, as I told the story the other night, when the newscast ended, the security guard came up, said, Dale, there's about 15, 20 kids in the parking lot, uh, because you know, it was a much uh, simpler time uh, back then. Yeah. And he goes, Dale, I'll go get your car, and I'll bring it around to the front. And before I could say anything, Jordan says, no, 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 let's go. Let's go out back. <laughs> and we went out back. I, I used to drive an old, it was a company car. I drove a Chevrolet Caprice. So I didn't really care if he marked it up. You know, he'd probably improve it. <laughs> and he, he, I swear to you, he jumped up on the hood of my car, just leaned back up against the windshield. And we sat out there for probably 15, 20 minutes with him talking to these kids, signing autographs. And I knew then, I mean, I didn't know he'd become the Michael Jordan. Um, but I knew, I knew then, obviously, you know, this guy's, this guy's special. I mean, he's, he's just absolutely special. And, and obviously he, he turned out to be exactly that. So we, uh, we watched what you did the other night before the last yeah. dance premiered and, and, you know, talking about the, the scenario you just, you just brought up. And, and one of the things that, that Bob and I were wondering was that you didn't show any footage from that actual interview that you guys did on channel eight. Is that lost? Yeah, that that's gone. Uh, oh. I mean, it's, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it was as I understand it, uh, because yeah, I'd love to have I've seen that because as I mentioned on this on the Sunday night uh, deal, Sean Hamilton was putting all this together for me, obviously. Yeah, and he pulled up the if you saw the clip where uh, we were at the game that night, and you know all this kind of total stuff. gold. Yeah, you know, George, yeah. Oh, it was classic. And George Reba met him at the airport and everything else, and. Um, there was this big transition years and years ago in the, in the storage facilities of Channel 8 and, you know, the different formats, I guess you call it, that we've had available. And apparently, uh, somehow, <laughs> some way, um, uh, that live uh, that live cast, because here again, it, it, now I said, oh, my God, I can't believe I don't have a copy of it. Right? Yes. I mean, I, it, but it, 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 I knew it was huge, but, but I had no idea. Right. I mean, 
I, I, I didn't know it was that big. And so I just, yeah, okay, there's another funny bit that I did. And, oh, yeah, hey, that was a great interview with Jordan. That was really fun. Uh, in fact, there was just a clip today on some uh, site I was reading, and it was about uh, do you have a Michael Jordan, you know, rookie card? And and the value of it is supposedly. And I'm thinking, hell, he'd have given me 100 if I'd asked for him. <laughs> right. You know? Right. But, but, I mean, I passed up. I mean, I passed up this great opportunity. And, and quite honestly, I think what happened, Channel 8, just never really, oh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we lost it, but no big deal. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, uh, I, I do still have the clip of that interview when, he, when they asked him in his last game with the Bulls. And, of course, we didn't know he was going to come back years later or whatever. But that, that shot at the end, I mean, it was really classic. Totally. I don't know who asked the question. When all the, all the TV cameras are gathered around him, and they said, do you have any special memories of your years playing in Dallas? And without missing a beat, he said, well, I'll always remember when Dale Hansen did that countdown on me my rookie year. God. And, uh, <laughs> and I just and I had to, I had to clean it up. You guys can kind of figure it out. But I had to clean it up a little bit, you know, for the Sunday night show. But it is true. Uh, Chris called me right after the broadcast, and she, she's like, did you, did you hear it? I said, well, yeah, yeah, of course I heard it, you know. <laughs> and then she just drops this rather vulgar phrase on me, which – <laughs> so I kind I kind of went with the cleaner image of well you're more excited now, uh, yeah. And I said, but yeah, you know, you guys can figure it out. But it was uh, it, it was classic. It and, was just classic. And you were at Ranger Spring Training. You missed that iconic moment of Jordan's last game yeah. here to, or at least with the Bulls to be at Rangers in the hellhole of Port Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. Again, I, you know, I'm, I'm a company man, Corby, as you know. I'm always a company man. I, uh, um, and again, I swear to you, I, I, I'm like, I, I don't know why that happened either. I mean, and I honestly don't know why that happened. I mean, it does seem, as self-serving as it is, um, I do think it would have been somewhat appropriate that I would have been at that final game and, and uh, had a, you know, a final handshake and I mean, obviously, if the man is standing at midcourt and drops my name right. without even hesitating, um, and again, like I said Sunday night, I mean, I, I, I used to go over to his hotel for several years when, when they were in town, and then, uh, you know, he kind of went his way, and I went my way, and um, when we had a 20th year reunion, he sent a, a nice letter. Uh, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think he did a video clip. I don't think we had him do a video clip, but uh, but he sent a nice letter thanking me for the fun times of the countdown and whatever and how and why and i guess it was just one of those things that uh i bought into hey maybe this is going to be the rangers year uh, <laughs> <laughs> right 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 so uh so this is uh, the great dale hansen with us here on the ticket and uh we're talking about uh his times uh with with mj over the years and and uh for those who don't know because we didn't totally set it up here as you would even starting with his rookie year and his first r- roll through town, uh, partly because I guess Jose Gant uh, kind of got you uh, yeah, yeah. in that general direction. You guys just started on your sports cast. Every uh, time the Bulls would come up, or maybe the NBA, you would say it's you know 130 days until Michael comes to town. And yeah, well, it was it was exactly this way. That Jose Gant was just sitting there, big basketball fan, like I mean, like most of us are. And I swear to you, we're probably, I don't know, 20, 30 feet away, something like that. And he just hollers at me. He said, Hanson, get back here. Get back here. So I go back into the edit bay, and he said, look at this guy. And, and people forget this. 
I, I thought it was laugh out loud funny uh, when he was chosen college basketball's all time greatest player. Yeah. No, he wasn't. I right. mean, please. You know, I mean, Dean Smith held that man down, the great North Carolina coach. He held Jordan down to 17 points a game. Right. Uh, the only right. one who, you know, the old joke is it, the only man that could hold Jordan under 20 was Dean Smith. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but, I mean, we, we knew he was somewhat special, but I mean, that's, you know, there was a reason he was the third pick in the draft and so on. Uh, but anyway, so Jose hollers at me, and I go back, and he had done one of those dip underneath the basket and spin around type crazy moves. Oh, man, that's fantastic. And, I, and so he's showing me, and I said, when's this? And I did. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I said, when's this kid coming to town? And this is like, you know, the first part of November. The season's only, you know, four, five days old, whatever. And we looked it up, and, oh, he's not playing here until March 23rd. And I thought, oh, my God. And I, I don't know why, but I just thought, yeah, this might be kind of funny. And I threw it out there, and immediately I got some, you know, what the hell? You, you, I think we started like at 135 days or something. <laughs> and, and, and he almost did almost every night, Bob. Uh, I mean, he would just do something that, oh, yeah. gee whiz. I mean, you know, so I, I, it wouldn't be the lead, obviously, but somewhere in the sportscast, I would have Michael Jordan highlights every time he played. And I would start every time the same way. Michael Jordan plays in Dallas in 97 days. Jordan and the Bulls in Detroit tonight. And off I'd go. And it just caught on, like Corby said. Uh, and it did catch on with what I do think was a different element that, that maybe weren't quite as tuned in to local TV news and local sports uh, because the kids recognize how great Jordan was and then somewhat uh, attached it to me with that countdown. Absolutely, and it was the heyday of the local sports cast uh, with, with, with all due respect oh, yeah. to uh, yeah. 2020 yeah. where uh, if you if you want to see an NBA highlight, it's been on your phone probably for, for, for a long, long time before the – the local news might get to it. Uh, in yeah, and if cases. you don't have cable, you don't have you don't have ESPN. And that was me growing up uh, in, in my market, I, dude. I would videotape the local sports guys because they would show Jordan highlights back then and and and, and whatever. But uh, two follow up questions to to this uh, particular line, though. One, did you do it like for the entire run? Like every year you did that during Jordan's career, you kept the countdown no, going. No, no, just that, just that one year. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then the second, yeah, yeah. and then the second question is, did that annoy the Mavericks? Because I I know how uh, provincial oh, I, everybody oh, is. Exactly. Okay. No, I, yeah, exactly. No, I, I think it, I think quite honestly it annoyed the hell out of the Mavericks. Uh, <laughs> and, and despite despite the fact that they had this this uh, you know great response, and like Norm Sand, you're saying we, we've got this event. I think without question, uh, it annoyed the Mavericks that, um, that that I had somewhat played a part uh, in creating this event, but it was around, hey, come see Jordan. Yeah. Uh, not come see the Mavericks. I mean, the Mavericks hadn't quite stepped up yet. They, they were on their way, obviously, to being pretty good. Um, well, that would be the very but, spring but, of yeah. Moody Madness, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, so, so the Mavericks were, were starting to become pretty good after, you know, obviously that disastrous start in 1980. You're not going to have an expansion team making any difference. But but they had, you know, they had Blackman and they had Aguirre and they were winning 45. I think they'd won, oh, I forget how many that, that for that 84, 85 season. But, um, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it wasn't like, hey, knock it off kind of a, right. kind of an attitude, but. But but I did without question uh, uh, on more than one occasion. 
I get the very strong impression that they thought I was kind of overselling Jordan as compared to overselling uh, Brad Davis. Hey, come see Mark, Mark McGuire or Brad Davis or Rolando or whoever. Yeah. Well, in hey, conclusion. Hey, my block a shot tonight. Get your butt over here. You know, and, uh, in conclusion, let's yeah, put this. Just, let's but, put, but, but it was. It was just, it was just laugh out loud. And, and I, I never forgot. I was being interviewed that night. It might have been that same article for the Chicago Sun-Times. Is it? And, and I, I, I'd never forgotten. Um, uh, I, and I've, I do forget who did it, but somebody they, uh, somebody got me front row tickets. So I'm sitting right at midcourt, <laughs> my wife and I, and, and uh, we're sitting right there in the front row, which is pretty cool. And uh, it, it, it was it was such a huge atmosphere. And then Jordan played well. I mean, as I said, he had 20 points, 10 rebounds, nine assists. The Mavericks uh, lost at home to an inferior at that time Bulls team, and I had a ton of people like. That's it. This guy sucks. Yeah, and 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 um, oh, Jan Hubbard uh, from the Morning News, I think it did that. Jan Hubbard goes up to the Jordan in the locker the locker room, and and he goes, "Yeah, well, that countdown. I was a little uptight about that countdown. I knew people were expecting a big show, and I I think I was just a little bit tight, and I never get it." And then Hubbard writes, "Who knew? Only Dale Hansen could slow down Michael Jordan, you know." But yeah. <laughs> As I said, he almost had a triple-double, an inferior Bulls team, beat a pretty decent Mavericks team, and people did leave, though, and I was one of them, quite honestly, that, yeah, okay. I mean, because he didn't do anything that night. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, did, he didn't have anything that just made you jump out of your seat and go, oh, my God, I've never seen that before, which he did many, 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 many times over the next uh, 10, 12, 13 years, obviously. Well, uh, in summation, if you want to look for a photo of Dale Hansen wrestling a bear, it's on the internet. But the interview with <laughs> oh, yeah, Michael Jordan yeah. is not there. Maybe. Yeah, that, yeah, tell me, yeah I, I, that, that has come up more than once, too. Yeah, you want to find me wrestling a bear? Oh, we got plenty of video of that. Um, uh, but but you know, in all fairness to my boys, I wrestled that bear at Channel 4. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe there's a Metroplex. I'm sorry, Dale. I was going to say maybe there's a Metroplex version of me that videotaped that uh, interview that night, and maybe it'll turn up. Who knows? Well, maybe. Or, or, or Channel 4. That, you know, this might be the best thing we ever have in sports, so we better hang on to this. <laughs> <laughs> Dale, you're the best. Thank you, sir. We appreciate your my time, my good man. Time. Hey, all right, thanks, guys. See you, Dale. That's Dale Hanson. There he goes. The ticket. I, I did this. We talked about this last week where my kids really have been pushing hard to watch The Terminator. Yes. The 1984 classic. And I th- wasn't really worried about the content. I was worried whether or not they would actually like it. Uh-huh. Because it is 1984. Right. It is heavily reliant on special effects. And sometimes 1984 looks like 1972. I'll be honest. I watched T2 before I watched the original Terminator, and I gave it a meh because it looked so much older than T2. And it was only eight years later, which is amazing. Absolutely. it, It looks like something that was... They didn't have enough money to finish it, basically. Right. But then eight years later, they made a movie that is the defining special effects film maybe of all time outside of Star Wars. 
I mean, you're talking about something that revolutionized the entire industry. 100%. It looked like their technology exponentially grew between one and two. And it did. So far. Dude, it looked like like T2 at the time. It holds up, right? If someone had said, you know what, this is actually something that was made in 2050 that we teleported back, I would have been like, yeah, I agree with you. (laughs) Who did that one? James Cameron. Okay, that's what I thought. the future. Big Jim. So we watched the first Terminator, and I didn't say much to uh, the youngins who were 14 and 10. Oh, are they ever. But uh, they said immediately when it was over, when can we watch the second one? And I was like, well, you know what? Let's just watch the second one tomorrow night, and then we'll watch what is supposed to be the third one. I know there were like three or four kind of shoehorned in there. Yeah. But the third one, which was released last year, was theoretically supposed to be the sequel to T2. And uh, so we did that in succession. Terminator 1, 2, and 3 in three consecutive nights. Then I sat down with the guys, and uh, we decided to make it a little fun segment. Do they know you're recording them? They know, yes, because I've got the phone in their face. They're very well aware that we're recording. (laughs) So they're playing it up a little bit, maybe. Um... To a certain degree. Okay. To a certain degree. But uh, here is our thoughts on uh, what we just talked about. Welcome to another edition of At Home, Quarantined with the Davidsons. Today our focus (laughs) is film. I'm with Ike and Van. Thank you two for joining me. You suck at this, Dad. (laughs) What? You forced us. I... Tell them to tell them to open up Twitter, and they'll have uh, thousands of people that agree with them. You suck at this, Dad. You forced us into this. <laughs> oh, so anyway, good. today we will review the first, second, and air quote third installment of the classic Terminator series, the James Cameron inspired Terminator film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Linda Hamilton. First, uh, Ike, Ike. <laughs> rank them in order from what you think. Uh, I'd say the best one is the second. Uh, behind that would be the first, and the last would be the third one. And why is that? Give us your rationale. Could you please get your butt out of my face? Thank you. <laughs> and why is that? Uh, the second one because... I like my Arnold's good, not bad. The first one had a bad Arnie. Mm-hmm. It was a good one, but I like mine good. Okay. The second one had a good Arnie, mm-hmm. and it had an even better Terminator. It was like liquid metal that could form into anything it wanted. And right. It really couldn't die. Right. Now, the third one, it had a good Arnie, but it was an older Arnie, and then it, it just had so much stuff. It had... It was too over the top, right? Yeah, it had a girl half human half terminator who had superhuman strength right which was in, it was insanely was trained in combat let's move over to van now that <laughs> terminator in the third one it was just way over the top it was like liquid metal like it was in the second one but instead of like normal like the one it was in the second one it was a robot you could like it could like take like the metal off the off the off the terminator and then leave the robot there to just sit. Yeah. And, like, do what it wanted to. And what he's trying to say is, and this is so confusing. Thank you, thank you for the translation. 
this new Terminator is so over the top, and this is what made the movie not really good, uh-huh. I think, is that it would split into two. Okay, so in in the first one, you would or the first couple one, it was just a Terminator. You shoot yes. them, they couldn't die. The right. second one was a liquid metal one. The third one, it would the skin would li- literally fall off the machine and be another fully functional Terminator. No, not realistic. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it was so crazy over the top that it was like, wh- why do you need to do this? What's the point of this? I know you want to make each Terminator bigger and badder and it's more in the future and all that, but it just got the point you're like, really, man? And still, the one that was made of liquid metal was still strong. How is that? That just doesn't make sense. No. So would you rank them in the same order that your older, smarter brother did? First of all, he's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And second of all, no. I'm ranking the first and the third one tied. Okay. Just because the first one, I just don't like the graphics. I love the movie. I don't care. (laughs) We live in the 2000s, like. So? so the special effects didn't do it for you in the first one. No, they didn't. So that's especially what... that scene, which the scene that drove both you guys crazy. Which was it in the first one? When where he's yeah, oh, no, yeah. like whenever it sh- every time whenever he had like a part of himself missing, aren't uh, the bad Terminator did in the first one? It didn't look it, like him. It looked like claymation. Yeah, it did. It didn't look like him. No, no, he's right. It did look like claymation. Well, I think yeah, it, it was. What do you think? Is stop. Stop film or what do yeah, they call stop it? Stop motion. Stop motion. Yeah, photography. it may have been. Which I think it was so unnecessary. It seems like in '84. Right. Thank you, um, Linda Hamilton. Let's focus on Linda for a second. Yes, I was about to mention that. So Linda was, I don't know, 25 in the first one, probably 35 in the second one, and now 65 in the third one. Uh, but how badass was she in that second one? Awesome. Can I rank this Eric Connor? You mean as far as hot? Well, second one's obviously the hottest, first of all. Yeah. First, and then I get obviously the first one second, and the last one she's just old, so. You but know. still, she was cool. She was cool. Last time she was, she was really cool. I thought she was a lot cooler in the last and the first. Yeah. She did do absolutely nothing the first. Right. Except for barely killed the Terminator. What was that guy's name in the first one that helped? Reese. Reese. Yeah. yeah. He basically helped her all the way. She did nothing. And the second one, she did everything. Yeah. She basically broke out of this... What was she in? Like Mental prison, I guess you could call it. Mental institution. Yeah, mental institution. That's where we'll put both of y'all soon enough. What do you mean? He has the brain the size of a peanut. (laughs) (laughs) It's like this small. You should put him in a mental institution to get smarter. Shut up. Uh, let's talk about Arnie. Let's talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger as an actor. So just like don't. Do oh, he's a great actor. He's a great actor. Yeah, he did, he's a very good actor. Now this this is from a ten and a fourteen year old. They don't when they think of actors. Just listen to how they what they think of when they think of acting. Okay. Yeah. I'd say mm-hmm. definitely in character. Yeah, you for sure. It. What about you? Think he's a good actor? Yeah. What I don't, okay. What All I don't right. understand is why when the Terminators come from the future, why do they? Why? Why are there no clothes on them? Just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you, you can't know. wear clothes in a time portal. I don't think. I don't know. It's yeah, dumb. they're lucky. They they're lucky that uh, no one got a pick of their wing. Okay. <laughs> 
idiot. Um, <laughs> all right, who is a better actor? I'll ask you. Because these were the two action stars, Wait. action heroes of the 80s. Who's a better actor, Arnie or Stallone? Oh, my God, I hate this question. Well, I'm like, this is really something like, oh, yeah. don't make me do this. Yeah. Wait till you put them together in the next movie they <laughs> need to review. Oh, my gosh. Stallone and, oh, you just can't make me do this. Oh, my God, I hate this question. Well, I'm just saying, like, you've seen all the Rockies and you've seen all the Rambos and now you've seen all the Terminators and you've seen Predator. Yeah. So who do you think is better, who's a better actor overall, Stallone or Arnie? Rambo's more of a. Uh, here's the here's the thing that I just don't like. Here's the thing that separates it both. Arnie, um, and the Terminators. It just he just never talks. It's not that good. But then, like, whenever you go to Rambo or yeah. Stallone, he's always like in camo. He creates these big traps. He protects everyone he meets that's good. Mm-hmm. It's just I I prefer I prefer Ram- uh, Rambo. Okay. As- so they think acting is <laughs> destroying. Like he I don't said even- that Arnie doesn't talk because he's a Terminator. Well, Rocky doesn't talk either. I really. know, I know, I know. But but <laughs> as far as acting goes, they like Stallone because he sets cool traps in Rambo. Right. Like, that's acting to that them. That is the reasoning of a 10-year-old. <laughs> like, man, so, so Sylvester Stallone thought of ways to stop the North Vietnamese army. Yeah. That's how good of an actor he is. That's right. right. He figured out a way to win whereas, the war that was unwinnable. Whereas Luke blew up the Death Star. <laughs> right. Isn't that good acting? What a great actor yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Were you guys upset that I fast-forwarded through the sex scene in the first one? Me. I don't care. Okay, good. Me. You were upset? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm a weirdo. You are. Okay, <laughs> there we go. That is At Home Quarantine with the Davidsons. Today's focus, the Terminator trilogy. Thank you for joining me. You're welcome. You sound like an evil human trying to speak. <laughs> okay, I had, to, I had to delete him. What did he say? I'll tell you later. <laughs> you had to delete yourself. Okay. I had to delete him. Did he say the J word again? Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> I, I, have, evil. I have one one question and maybe a follow up. Has it ever happened where the fourteen year old gets so tired of being set, told he has the brain of a peanut and is an idiot to where that results in the black eye of a ten year old? He kills him. And if not, when will that happen? Yeah, all the time. He beats him up all the time. Well, he deserves it. I know. That's yeah, a, the ten year old needs a butt kicking. He gets it all. The time. Does he get <laughs> held down day. with the shoulders pinned yes. with the knees and the loogie like going over his face? All of it. Anything, okay. that, anything that Chet did in Weird Science yeah. is going on to that 10-year-old right now. I love it. Man, the entertainment level is high. That's great. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks to Ike and Van. Good stuff, Corby. The ticket. An e-brake candidate from our old buddies, Bruce and Owen. I feel like we know Bruce and Owen better than anybody. Yeah. Because we see him. Like, a, r- a real rapport. Like 50 times a year. We see them. We talk with them. We they're out, with them. We're out. They're in. We break bread with them. We share wine together. We share vibes we together. We talk sports with them. We definitely talk we sports with them. We give each other feet rubs. So um, this is a really good Bruce not paying much attention. This one might be the best one ever. Now the Stars have a chance to match their season-high four-game winning streak. We talked about it in the open 
They haven't done that since the first four games of the season. Detroit, Detroit, excuse me, was part of that. Yeah, and that was the last time Dallas had a four-game winning streak was when they beat Detroit at the AAC back in game number four of the season. <laughs> now, for the Dallas Stars, you talk about getting hot at the right time. Do you hear Owen laugh? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Owen actually laughed. That is awesome. That's when you're looking up the stat to comment on the segment, yeah. right. you know, you want to have something. And to confirm that what you think in your head is probably right, I better check that stat. Meanwhile, he's saying the exact thing you're about to right. say. I want to hear it one more time. Now, the Stars have a chance to match their season-high four-game winning streak. We talked about it in the open. They haven't done that since the first four games of the season. Detroit, Detroit excuse me, was part of that. Yeah, and that was the last time Dallas had a four-game winning streak was when they beat Detroit at the AAC back in game number four of the season. Now, for the Dallas Stars, he's not going to call out his partner. They they don't roll that way. They don't roll that way. They're not jerks. Because, look, they have listeners all all around the world. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, can you imagine? they, they, They take their segments a little more seriously than we do. If that had happened here, oh, good wow. lord. Boy, the traffic would have been stopped. <laughs> hang on, hang, hang been on. A 50 wait, car wait Bob. Did that just happen? Did you just that's do that? That's the fastest that's ever happened. That is. It was that like, is definitely the fastest that it's ever happened. Is there an echo in here? Man, it made me think of my favorite one from you, Danny. Because there's a few. There's a couple. There's just a couple. Um. One of uh, one of my favorite ones concerned you and Bigfoot of all things, but this one when Bob and I because this is recent this is in the last fourteen months we're talking about the deer hunter and we go on for <laughs> literally a full minute about the length of the deer hunter and the editing of a, of the deer hunter. I think I was watching the deer hunter <laughs> while my you guys bad. were doing that segment. That's that just, makes sense. And I don't know why this one it was just like what. No, you did this. Okay, so so you're saying the length of the movie though is reasonable, which is counter to every movie made in the 70s. That's why I brought it up. That yes, okay. because I know where you're going with this. Because you, every movie to Bob in the 70s is the Deer Hunter. Every movie. Uh, every well, I mean, I could make you a nice list of 70s movies that they forgot to edit anything out of. <laughs> like they used every frame of footage they had. Right, and they thought. You know what? If we're going to make a serious movie, it's got to be 245 or 320. Yeah. There are a and lot there are a lot amazingly, of Amazingly, Danny, they gave out Oscars for editing in the 70s. Because like, you know what? The original cut was, was none. The original cut was 17 hours. Yeah. <laughs> you ever watched The Deer I- Hunter? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. See, that was a drop. <laughs> you ever watched Deer Hunter? <laughs> See, Mino, Deer Hunter? Mino tricked me because he just played a drop from something that happened in like 2002. Uh, you ever watched the Deer Hunter? I, Hunter. Hunter. Y'all ever watch Deer, Deer Hunter? Hunter? You ever watch the Deer Hunter? Uh, okay, so last week, a couple weeks ago, I can't remember exactly when this came down, but um, my family was not really aware of what a no-hitter was, unfortunately. I guess it was, what, 10 days ago or so? Because the Rangers got no-hit by the Padres. And then there was another no-hitter that happened like two days later, three days later mm-hmm. in the world of baseball. And my family just, 
I don't know, man. I, I tried pulling that gag at home with the voice recorder. Yeah. And she said, it's when a pitcher doesn't give up a hit, right? And I just stopped and said, I could ask some questions, but right. I'm not going to. You're right. You passed. Yeah. I, I didn't mean, ask her to qualify what, you know, was an actual hit. Yeah, it got really weird at my house. And I, I just felt like, I, again, you know, maybe 20 years from now, no one will know what a no-hitter is. I feel like that's the direction we're headed. No but, one. Well, I mean, like, we knew about this, and I, I just felt like if you were alive on the planet, you knew or know what a no-hitter is. Yeah. Just it, by it was, osmosis. It was in the kindergarten curriculum in our day. Did you ever ask yours? I did not. Your I, team? I, I, I need to, but Boy. I did not, and I apologize for that. So this guy decided to ask his wife, and maybe kids get a free pass, because maybe by the time that you are 40, you are aware of more things outside of Call of Duty and Fortnite. You know, maybe you kind of grow out of that. Or TikTok. Yeah, of course, the third thing. Um, Maybe you will know. And so this guy decided to ask his wife, who sounds like she's, you know, 35, 40, something like that, what a no-hitter is, was. What is a no-hitter in baseball? The fact that there is such a lengthy pause look, women leads that, one to believe that she has no idea. And also, women that live in your house don't like to be quizzed. Right. In general? Yeah. Someone that never bats? What is a no-hitter... Someone that never bats. I Technically mean, right. She's not wrong. Well, if you never bat, then you never get a hit. So you're, you're a person that is a no hitter. <laughs> <laughs> no hitter, no hitter, no hitter, no hitter. Yeah. Someone that never bats. Someone that never bats. In the game? Sure. 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 <laughs> You're right. Can I get back to the Instagram, please? They don't want to be quizzed. No. And then and you can tell that this guy is just kind of condescending just a little bit. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what they call a no-hitter. Well, I mean, I don't really know. I'm just making up something. <laughs> just someone that's never hit before? Well, that's not their, that's not their position. Hitting? They don't do the hitting? Oh. So they're... What do they do? They are out in the field. Oh, okay. So, so oh, okay. Her okay. rationale. <laughs> I like it. There's a designated fielder. Is it if you're a no? You're just you're in the dugout and you're one of the no hitter people. Right. Look, there's offense and there's, there's defense. Exactly. This is very football. There are either fielders or hitters. Hey, how many no hitters we got in that dugout right now? Nine. <laughs> Nine. Skip. They are out in the field. Oh, okay. So they're just out in the field. Where Not we, hitting. Where are we going? I'm just asking if you know what a no-hitter is. Or maybe it's somebody that's never hit a home run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a jerk. Oh, this guy is okay. so condescending. Okay. That is my favorite part of the entire thing is him in the end. just Because like, he's beaten by it. Uh-huh. And okay. so instead of keeping things going, it's just, okay. I'm just asking if you know what a no-hitter is. Or maybe it's somebody that's never hit a home run. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm just. Well, you went Saroy there, Danny, at the end. Is there any better response from the woman than sure? <laughs> Honey, would you like some pasta? Sure. She's done with his game. Dude. It means they don't really want pasta. They just want you to stop asking right. if they want pasta. Please go away. Yes. <sighs> Please go away equals sure. <laughs> uh, someone just sent in a note and said that you're not listening, Bob, with... You had one with... I've had many. Tiger King. Well, that was like a year and a half ago. <laughs> well, yeah, but they said that was a real bad one. You could do a whole album with me. Let's see. Bob not listening, Joe Exotic. Could that be it? I doubt it. Okay. That doesn't Joe sound Joe Exotic like it at all. is in Fort Worth. And wow. specifically, he is in Fort Worth at the Federal Medical Center. To which I said to my buddy, Is he sick? And he responded, This is where they house inmates with mental or medical issues of all security levels. Joe just filed a $94 million lawsuit over his prosecution. Okay. So I don't know what's going on physically with old Joe. And you know what? As kind of bad as a guy he is, he's still kind of the lovable loser. You know? You almost feel bad he, for him. He's the guy that can't get out of his own way. And he's delusional. And Bought maybe into his own hype. Well-intended, but it went wrong somewhere. Right. And hey, you know what? If, if the ticket is able to accept collect calls... We might be able to get him on. Yeah. I don't know if we're at that point right now. <laughs> he, Maybe we can uh, reroute it. Didn't he just like file a $94 million lawsuit or something like that from prison? I'm pretty sure he's been... No, I didn't heard that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Joe Exotic has been... Listen to the jerk Danny. What did I do? Who has been busted like 80 times on this. Like, no, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> I'm so excited. I should have just said, else. sure. You know you know what? That one definitely sounds like I'm not here, right? Yeah. Well, they, yeah, because there was a month span where we were separated. So, yeah, you're over so there. So, you were being extra mean because you guys are back here having a great time. No and one I'm, said that life was fair, dude. <laughs> and I'm in my office trying to... Bob's looking at old Aikman footage or something like that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's been... No, I didn't heard that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> yeah. No, no, let me, let me tell you. Uh, busy filing paperwork. <laughs> What's the lawsuit about? What a jerk. Uh, what? What? <laughs> See, let me see if I can find it here real fast. He's being oh. a jerk. We just mentioned that. <laughs> Hang on, guys. I'm going to look in this uh, folder that I have here. For just Joe reel Exotic the fish and... in. Don't let him just swim around. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, man. I'm sorry. <sighs> All right. There's some, friends, uh, man. there's some fun for Friday. Yeah, if anybody wants to do the no-hitter stuff, especially on their wife, <laughs> please do. Get ready, though. Yeah, Absolutely. they love it. Absolutely. Titus and Tate, a podcast from two obsessed basketball lovers. Why would Roy Williams not coach the JV team at North Carolina? That would be That's great. how he started, right? Yeah. Brings it full circle. Yeah. Who do they play, by the way? Do they play Donda Academy in them? I think so. They play overtime. <laughs> they overtime. They overtime. Yeah. There aren't that many JV teams left. They play like high school. They play like Oak Hill. They play like Montverde. <laughs> and then he starts like competing against Hubert for Carolina Yeah, players. they're like five-star signing to our JV team. <laughs> More than just analysts and stats. Titus and Tate, listen wherever you get your podcasts.